Hey everyone, I'm Maria Fry, and this is Maria Unleashed, where we discuss all things career, and I give you an unfiltered view of my thoughts behind how to get in front of that next career job, A to B job, whatever questions you have, bring them to us at AMA at MariaUnleashed.com. And today I'm really excited to have my friend Jessica, a marketing executive here to help me filter through some of last week's questions. So Jessica, how are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about activity breeding opportunity. It's a really big, important topic. So what I'm going to do is just tell you the questions and you're just going to answer them. So excited. So our first query comes from Cheryl from Smithtown, New York. She asks, Maria, what exactly do you mean by activity? What is it actually? Give us some examples. Like is looking on popular job search sites activity? Hey, Cheryl, thanks so much for your question. And, you know, activity can be a multitude of things. It can be basically taking a new class, taking a MOOCs class, taking a PMP class. It could be going to a networking event. It could be reaching out to people through social media, just getting in front of new people. You know, I always say activity does breed opportunity. The more you do, the more activity you have, the more opportunities that come to you organically. So with that being said, right now, you know, there's a lot of things being lifted, obviously, with the, uh, you know, the masks in some cases, especially here in New York, we're seeing a lot more events happening. You need to go to these events. You need to get out there. It can't just be a one-pronged approach. It really should be a multifaceted approach. What does that mean? Well, it means basically you got to get out there. You got to do a lot of different things. Online is great. Virtual is great, but getting there in front of people is also fantastic. You know, always be prepared with understanding. I always ask this question to all of my clients. What are your top three core offerings? What is it that you bring to the table? Before you start getting going out there and trying to figure out what type of activity you can culminate, what you should always do is understand what those top three core offerings are. I'll give you an idea of what those are. So for me, it's operations, training and development and strategy all day, every day. And so you need to identify yours before you go after that. So I hope that answers your question, Cheryl. Just keep moving forward, keep doing great things, and opportunity will come to you. Awesome. So we have a really good question, a new one, another one. Next up from Joe from Bergen County, New Jersey. So this question is good. Maria, what are the things you should avoid in generating activity? And conversely, what is your best practice that has been really successful for your clients and boot campers? So I think you should avoid anything that is negative to you or that you really don't feel comfortable with from the beginning. Okay. So if you tell me, you know what, Maria, face-to-face -face is really not for me, then I will say to you, there's so much virtual stuff online, so many different virtual events that you can participate in within whatever niche you're, you know, you're working in and start getting involved in that. The other thing is social media, you know, LinkedIn is my baby. Anybody that knows me knows that I am a LinkedIn fanatic. I do a lot with LinkedIn. Um, honestly, and I'll give you a little background on that, 40% of my company's income is because of relationships we cultivate through LinkedIn. And Jess, what was the second part of that question? Second part of that question is, what, is your best what are your best practices that have been really successful for your clients and boot campers? Real simple. Don't stop. I don't care if you have 14 interviews scheduled for next week, do not stop. You never know when that pipeline is going to dry up. And I will tell you something, it can dry up really quick. You know, we have this thing that we call it at ECMY, feast or famine pandemic. So the feast or famine pandemic relates to the job search. So you can have a lot of activity and all of a sudden it just dries up. Never stop. Don't be satisfied until you have that offer in hand. Do not stop. 
So like, what's something you shouldn't do? What's like a big no-no when it comes to activity generation? Don't sit on your couch and eat bonbons and watch TV. I think that's one of the biggest things I hear people doing, or even worse than that, I have what I call my serial appliers. These are people that take one copy of their resume, they wake up in the morning and they submit it to like 50 different companies. They don't tailor it. They don't really care. They're like, okay, maybe something will happen. Something will stick. That is like the worst strategy on the face of the earth. You get your resume out there to too many places and recruiters or companies see that you have it all over the place willy-nilly, you don't really care where it is, then what's gonna happen is then they're not gonna look at you the same way. What clients, I'm sorry, what clients in my case when I was in, when I was in recruiting um, would be looking for is they would always be looking for that rare gem. They're not looking for the person that has a resume splattered all over the place. And no, LinkedIn is not a place to post your resume. If you wanna apply to jobs, on LinkedIn with your resume, that's completely different. But your profile on LinkedIn should never be your resume. So get out there, you know, have those conversations and definitely do not just stick around at home and wake up in the morning and think because you applied to 50 jobs that you're okay. You're not okay. You're not okay until you have that offer in hand. So Maria, here's another one from David um, from Hoffman Estates in Illinois. So here's a question, you, you, you started answering this, but I think that we could go a little deeper in this one. It's a good question. Maria, what do you do when you've done a lot of activity, you're getting some hits, and then it comes to a dead stop? It's quiet, nothing is happening, but you're really, you've really stoked the fires with activity. It's just quiet. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just nothing happening. What do you do? Hey, David, thanks for the question. So, you know, activity breeds opportunity is not something that we just say. That is like my tagline. That is a Maria-ism, as we call it, as we get unleashed here. So, what I will say is, again, don't stop. I know that there's a lot of negativity involved with that. You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling good about your circumstances. You're like, I can't understand. I, I'm doing the activity. I'm getting my information out there. I'm you know, participating in networking events. I'm setting my resume out. I'm tailoring it. I'm doing all these things. Don't stop. Because what happens is it's amazing from one week to the next what can transpire when you put yourself out there. But here's the other thing also. A lot of people feel that maybe they have a really large network and they're like, oh, well, I have a big network. My question to you is if your network can't help you find a job, you need to continue to grow that network and forget about the past because that is the name of the game. Activity does breed opportunity. Cultivating relationships should never stop. I don't care how many people you're connected to continue to grow that network because you never know who may have an exciting opportunity or a connection that could lead you to that job that's great thanks for that so so here's a one that's interesting because i think about it in marketing all the time the next question is from maria um and she another maria imagine that hey, hey. and she's from <laughs> side long island she asks can i branch out from the usual industries i look for jobs in for example, like I'm an accountant, should I only stick to accounting firms? I know marketing, I look at all different kinds of industries. What do you think? Absolutely not. Do not stick to one specific industry. I think one of the biggest, um, I think one of the biggest faux pas that people put out there or they do um, is looking for opportunities by job titles and within the same industries. The best strategy you can use to diversify is look for skill sets do a skill set search instead of looking for director of you know whatever it is pharmaceuticals director of marketing director of accounting don't look at that look at the core competencies look at the skill sets that you possess and see what other things pop up it's amazing even if you do like an indeed search 
instead of putting in titles, companies, whatever it is, put in a skill set and see the amazing, amazing um, opportunities that it really does yield. Because the reality is that there are so many parallel industries. And what do I mean by that? Well, basically, it's an industry where you can take your skill set and really make it happen. Companies are always looking for that fresh perspective, and you may be the right candidate for that job. But you'll never identify it if you're constantly looking for, you know, director of finance, or, you know, whatever your job industry is, or whatever your past jobs were. You're not just who you were in that position. You know, when I left corporate, that was one of the things that I had a really hard time in, um, in being able to explain to people. It was like every time I would go to, to shake somebody's hand, it was like, oh, Maria Fry, operations. Operations defined everything to me. That's what I thought anyway, until I broke it down to a granular level and I started really thinking, okay, what are my skill sets? Forget about just the word operations, because that is like, I mean, that's a loaded question right there. But the reality is, again, if you're breaking it down by skill set, by core competency, one of the things that you will do is you will find opportunities far above and beyond anything you can ever imagine. And so, so many different things do come your way. And another really great strategy is for those of you that are on LinkedIn, if you are not on LinkedIn, I suggest you get on there like ASAP. But if you are on LinkedIn, why don't you do a skill set search and see what people pop up, see what happens or do a skill set or actually not just a skill set search, but do a search based on your industry and people that left the industry. So basically you're going to click on pass when you're doing your little search there and see who left your industry and where did they go? Chances are a lot of the people that left your industry went into another parallel industry, which means an industry that will appreciate the skill sets that you bring to the table. Well, that's great. So now, interesting, you just talked about LinkedIn and about, that's obviously a networking site, right? Yep. So what's the next question from Linda from, from Elmhurst, she asks from New York, what's the fastest thing, thing I can do to grow my network? The fastest thing that you can do to grow your network is without question, don't be closed off to speaking to people that don't come from your network. That was, that was one of my biggest issues. When I left corporate, I believed in connecting only with people that came from the industry that I came from. That was a massive problem. And the reason it was a problem is because when I left that industry, I didn't know what to do. All the opportunities that I was looking at were based out of that industry. I didn't know where else I could take my skill set. The jobs that I was getting were not what I wanted to do. I left for a reason. And so what I had to start really doing again is I started to think about, okay, what am I good at? What are my top three core offerings? I challenge everyone that hears this to identify their top three core offerings and use those to help you find jobs out there. Because at the end of the day, it is a transferable skill. There's a lot of transferable skills that you possess. I'm confident above and beyond the top three that we're talking about, but really just do a deep dive into what do you want to do? That's the other question too. You know, I always say there's nothing good about being unemployed, except this may be the first time, the only time that you have a chance to dive deep into things that you're excited about doing, that you've always wanted to do. You know what? Go ahead. What's the worst thing that can happen? Nothing. That's it. Yeah. So that's a really good point because trying things and being, and taking a risk is really important. And I appreciate you saying that. That's really cool. So, so the last question is from Jaden from Nashville, Tennessee. Amazing. I hope there's a lot of music going on there. Um, so he asks, mm -hmm. what additional ways can I create activity in my job search? So I know you've talked about all sorts of ways to do that. So on top of networking, sending my resume out, what else is there? There must be something else you can do. 
One of my favorite things, and this is actually something that I use, and Jaden, that's a great question, um, is volunteering. When I first started my company, I literally started ECMY with $500 and a broken computer that I prayed to God would not conk out on me when I was doing a PowerPoint. And I was also really nervous because I never did public speaking, which is all I do now. Um, and one of the things that I found the most useful was to start volunteering, get out there in your community and try and figure out a way to volunteer utilizing your skill sets. So I'll give you a couple of examples. For me, it was about helping people get back to work. So that's what I used to do. I volunteered to help people um, in different organizations, not for profits in the most cases. Um, and helping them just identify what they need to do, how to get their resume ready, how to get out there, how to answer questions. So for you, it might be finance, it might be IT, it might be marketing, it might be um, design, whatever it is. Try and find opportunities to network that allow you to continue to hone your skill set. And don't ever stop learning. That's the other thing too. So when you're home, continue to learn. You know, I, I work with several colleges and universities and they do have a lot of continuing ed classes. There's MOOCs classes, there's Coursera out there. There's so many different things that you can be doing. Don't stop learning. The minute you stop moving forward is the beginning of the end for you, okay? So continue to move forward because again, there is a feast or famine component to this whole job search. And one of the best things you can do is just get out there. Another thing that I wanna talk about, and this is strictly because of what we've been dealing with the last two years, being at home and having been at home for a really long time for a lot of us really did affect us mentally. And that's something that we need to talk about and know that it is absolutely okay. And it's a reality. It's not something that you should ever feel ashamed of. So we may feel a little bit uncomfortable with getting out there again, but you have to do it, even if it's baby steps. I don't care if you're going to your mailbox and talking to your neighbor, whatever it is, you gotta get back out there. And you know, if you do need to talk to someone, please definitely do reach out to someone that you trust, reach out. There are so many different services out there. So you know, your mental wellness, first and foremost, is something that you have to think about because I know that a job search is stressful and I know that there's a lot involved in it. But you know, here's the thing. I believe in the, well, we'll call them the six Ps. I usually call them the five Ps, but I'm gonna be unleashed here with you. So that's proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. So bottom line is be prepared, be ready to go, have that resume ready, have that LinkedIn profile tight, make sure that it looks good, make sure that when people look at it, they visit it, they're excited, they see what it is that they're excited about. And at the end of the day, I think that what we need to do is we need to just all kind of band together and just continue to speak to each other about everything that's going on. You know, again, you never know who may, you know, come forth with a great opportunity for you. That's really great. So we've had some really great questions here. Um, and I don't know if you want to expand a little more about activity breeds opportunities. So what about like, let me ask you a question. Should you go out of your house? You talked about getting out of your house. Should you go to the library? Should you, should you tell people? Should you talk to people at the gym? What else should you do? There must be a million things to get your word, the word out that you need. You are looking for a new opportunity. It's okay, right? Absolutely. And I'll tell you a quick story. So when I first started UCMY here in New York, I did not have money for an office. So when you start any startup, I don't care what the startup is, the reality is, you know what, if funding is not there, you need to make do. My corporate headquarters was Starbucks. 
And it was the funniest thing because I would volunteer to help anyone in the community at Starbucks from recent grad to veteran to CEO to moms returning to the workforce, dads returning to the workforce, whomever. I did not care. I took on everyone and anyone. I wanted to really hone my skill, really understand what people were looking for. Well, something funny happened one day while I was there volunteering. There was this gentleman that came in, grabbed a cup of coffee. He sat down. And I noticed that with each client I had, he was moving closer and closer and closer to me. As it turned out, he came over towards the end of my day and he was the director of the Salvation Army right here on Long Island in New York. And he asked me if I would volunteer. He said, listen, he's like, well, we can't pay you in money. We could pay you in pasta. He's like, we'd be really excited to have somebody come in and just volunteer a little time and just talk to people about all these great things that I I've heard you talking about today. Well, the great thing about that is not just that it gave me another opportunity to get in front of people, but it also led to several other paying gigs. And that's what we need to understand. The people that we're speaking with may not be the ones that have that opportunity for us, but they may be connected to people that do. So never underestimate the cashier at Walmart, never underestimate the guy sweeping the ground, never underestimate anyone. You just never know who's connected to who. So get out there have as many conversations as you can every single day because activity does breed opportunity. And I promise you this, the more activity you have, the more opportunities that you will land. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you so much. This was our first podcast. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today, reading our questions. Happy to be here. For those that send in questions, thank you so much. And if you want your question answered, please reach out to me at ama at mariaunleashed.com. And we look forward to seeing you guys again. And that's Maria Unleashed.